rules are easily manipulated. Ask them to do something in life and they may hesitate and ponder the consequences. But in dreams, anything is possible. Dreams allow mortals to live consequence free, to fly weightless or swing recklessly. And if the dream has a powerful meaning, a goal to achieve by the end that will bring them glory, well, who wouldn't want to live in their wildest dreams? Best from afar, and far from the best. But it's better than good. Is good, better, quest. To good better quest it's just gonna get louder every time i am of course your fungin master david hallman and with me as always are my friends and we're gonna play a game of dungeons and dragons for your entertainment previously on dragon ball z a lot of shit happened i i know i'm saying that every time it's just like things get wilder and wilder jam-packed which is which shouldn't be surprising to me <laughs> because I'm the one writing this shit. Yeah, I'm but scared it, if you're surprised. I, yeah. You guys ran into Moth, and she took you to a tavern where she talked about her past with Cash, uh, and, and the two of them had kind of a relationship talk. Woo! Siggy pulled an actually pretty good sleight of hand and actually... <laughs> helped everyone else listen to that conversation from a distance, uh, but Siggy just blew that cover by shouting when she realized Moth is 202. Also, just side note, no one really seemed to pick up on my really great pun that I, I did. The halfling bard's name was Lightfoot Tyler, and he sang a song called 202. It's uh, Taylor Swift. Was the goof. One, oh, uh, she, uh, yeah. there, there's a lot of stretching you got there going, David. Puns are supposed to be quick and understandable. It was understandable. just like a seven degrees of separation. It was, see, everyone's like, oh man, David just, you know, takes something and spells it backwards and that's his thing. No. Sometimes it he's goes, just completely indecipherable and then tells yes. you why it was funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is... <laughs> is that a little way to start? Yeah. Yeah, it's all the way it's all the way there. After that conversation, Siggy's arm began to malfunction and, and act strange, and Cherry began to leave the tavern. You guys followed her, and you found a myconid that was covered in various steampunk-esque shit. Its name was Portabelle, and it told you that the Elder One was in danger. And that 
and needed your help. And we started marching towards that tower, mountain, uh, hill. Yeah, thing. yeah. They uh, y'all started marching towards uh, the big, thing. the ominous, the ominous mountain that you guys were like, we're gonna wind up there. And I was like, no, you're not gonna wind up there. But I knew you were gonna wind up there. But I didn't want you to know that you were gonna wind up there. But we knew that you knew that we wanted to go because woods. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. God, fucking damn it. You you guys got to go. That was the first thing you got to do when you got here. You got to go in the woods. The Ashen Woods. You got to go there. And you met Dortz Druden and, and but those, Wolf Guy see, and no, Brent. You set, up, you set up the woods that you wanted us to do. Those aren't yeah. the woods, David. No, mm-hmm. woods the woods. real woods. Exactly. That's where you don't want us to go. Mm-hmm. And that's the mountain, which is where exactly. we're headed. <laughs> now that everyone has stopped listening... Okay. (laughs) The mountains are a woods and the water is a cave. (laughs) My God. Smoke is light and the sun is a dish that you can eat out of. That's why plants grow. If you were made out of ribs, would you eat yourself? I know I would. I'd go back for seconds. Oh my god. We all know that the moon is made out of green chicks, but it was made out of spare ribs. Take us, take us away, Dungeon planet? Master. Why are we doing this? Yes. Nobody's listening. What's your favorite anymore. planet? Mine's the sun. It's like, and now we're going to all start doing our really bad Christopher Walken, followed by our really oh, bad god. Sam Jackson. You know, it's just going to be bad. I want to share this just to get it off my chest. All right, then. Because now we're goofing again. Now we're new boot goofing again. Um, Cindy and I went and saw The Green Knight last night. And mm-hmm. it's, it's all right. Um, it's a film. It's not a movie. It's a film. Uh, um, okay. And at some point, small spoiler, but at some point, King Arthur loans Excalibur to Gawain the Knight. And, and like... Me, David, in the theater, I actually got a little misty-eyed at that. I was like, oh my god, he gave Excalibur to Gawain. And then I thought later on, it's like, what if it's not that special? What if he just loans that thing to every goddamn body? And it's like, ah, alas, my Amazon parcel, to seal too tight, I require a blade. King Arthur eating a bagel in one hand and (laughs) handing over... (laughs) The sword that made him the rightful king of England and the other. <laughs> there it is. You know that thing that we always goof about, about how we always spoil books that are like 40 years old? Yeah. Mm. That's a spoiler for a 600-year-old story. Arthur exactly. gave that shit out to everybody. everybody. Anytime someone yeah. had a quest, they were like, hey, why don't, why don't you take this sword that literally allows you to not die? <laughs> Shit, I'd want to take that to the grocery store. I take that <laughs> yeah. everywhere, right? It's like, uh, I'm going. <laughs> we are out. <laughs> we are out <laughs> of half baked and cherry Garcia, my lord. I will go <laughs> venture forth to the grocery store. <laughs> Here, take my sword. It's it's like a block down the road, my lord. The intersection yeah. is bad. Can can we go to the mountain now? <laughs> that's uh yeah, that that's This has been David's Goofaron Corner. This this has been this has been David's Goofums.
You guys are heading towards uh, the mountain. Portobello is just waddling ahead of you. The sun is setting. Um, as you, uh, <clears throat> as you've had a lot of things going on in this day, you will need to make camp soon. Uh, but is there anything y'all want to do? Anything anybody's doing while we're walking to this camp or walking to the mountain? I mean, um, Durak would like to ask Moth some questions. Okay. So we're walking and, um, uh, Durak sort of, you know, sidles up next to her, begins to slow his pace and, you know, that makes sense. She starts slowing down a little bit too. And he waits yeah. till they're a little bit. A little bit behind, like you can still they can still see everybody, but you know, it's it's more than thirty feet away. He looks over to her and he says, um Look, I ain't quite sure what we're doing here just yet. And I sure wish I was more certain of you than I am right now. But I do got a few questions. Anything that'll make you more certain, Direct. What'd you do with the Nilbog horn? She, um... She kind of takes a deep breath. And she says, To answer that, bear with me a moment. And Durek thinks about turning into a bear, and then he keeps himself from doing it. <laughs> then he's like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Not the time for it. I don't, I don't want this to be one of them moments where I take things literal on accident. My Derek impression's getting really good. <laughs> David doesn't even need us anymore. He can just record yeah. it all, all on his own. That'd be cool. I can sleep later. Uh, <laughs> um, Moth says, um, I was telling Cash, I don't remember a lot of things. And I can't quite explain what I'm doing with it. What I can tell you is I am accruing dangerous artifacts to keep them out of the wrong hands. At the same time, though, I fear a time may come that I may need them. Durak cuts his eyes to the side at her. He does not like the sound of that at all. He says, um, I reckon the airship's the same place. The Nilbog trumpet is actually on the airship. The airship is how I got here. That one, I'll admit, that one, I just I just wanted a dope-ass airship, Durak. I, I won't even... <laughs> There's not as much dangerous things on that one. That's, that's just, I mean, how do you pass up on a flying boat? Durak, Durak laughs, because he gets it. He's climbed up <laughs> it and jumped off it. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was a very cool airship. He's going to say, um, so when the time comes, are we going to be on the same side? She pauses and she stops moving and and she looks at you like she she is making eye contact with you and she says that depends on what you think is happening when the time comes what time are you talking about what are you expecting Durak? ain't quite sure and that's what scares me well, then i can't say I'm quite sure what my answer is. And he looks at her long and hard. And he sighs. Well, I reckon we'll find out when the time comes. 
and he turns around and like starts to catch back up to the to the rest of the group. She catches up as well. Anybody else want to do anything? No, I think if if you don't, <laughs> it's cool. Like I like legitimately, this isn't me. Like I have nothing. Um, Yardy just... has something he wants to do when they get to camping. Right? Yeah. Area. Y'all begin to set up camp. I think one of Siggy's rituals for uh, setting up camp is actually that she just sets her own tent up, which is just cherry. Mm-hmm. She just pulls the cushion up and gets inside, sleeps on the yeah. tongue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's warm in there. It's like Ooh. a tauntaun. Horrifying. Or a tongue-tongue. Uh, <laughs> I thought this thing smelled bad on the outside. <laughs> weirdly, weirdly enough, Cherry's mouth minty fresh, minty fresh, time. huh? All the Shit, time. I never would have guessed that. But soaking no, wet I, all the time. So, oh yeah, no. It so like wet. <laughs> if you if it's walking behind you, its breath will just like your clothes will be. Damp. Ooh. Just the wettest breath. Ooh. Yeah. But y'all are uh, setting up camp. Moth is actually... She doesn't have a bedroll or anything. She's just starting to set the fire, which is very easy because she's a wizard. Cash <laughs> <laughs> has like a flint. <laughs> and it's just like... <laughs> Give me a perception check, Cash. 16. What is her? Durak is watching this from the side, and he's so disappointed because he does fire too. And, and but so does Cash, Durak. Cash does fire magic? <laughs> yeah, I can cast. Yeah. I can oh, cast shit. a small flame at least. Yeah. I thought, okay, I'm sorry. I'm an idiot. I'm uh, so sorry. Cash. God damn it. After the third, you know, after the third time of you getting up and like, you know, getting your hands ready, it's like, clearly I'm not holding this right. The first strike, it catches fire. The rest of you see Moth has definitely kind of finger gunned <laughs> a little, little fire bolt uh, at the thing. See, look, y'all, look, I did such a good job, didn't I? See, I knew I'd been working on my um, my manly man outdoor woodsman skills, and, you know, I don't want to rely on my magic for everything. You know, sometimes you really just, you got to get your hands in there and get dirty, and see, it, it paid off. Yardy puts his, his hands on Cash's shoulder and very pointedly looks at Moth and goes, Well, yes, he did do such a good job, didn't he, Moth? A good job, our boy Cash, yes. He's quite the woodsman. <laughs> <laughs> so Yardy would like to do something while everybody's setting up camp. Yeah. How <clears throat> big is this area that we're in? Is there like a, a ring of trees that have been cut back so that we know it's a camping area? Yeah, it's the it's the classic ring of trees uh, adventuring party thing. You know, this wasn't a camp for anyone else before. It's just naturally occurring, as it often is in adventuring uh, settings. Mm-hmm. So, as everybody's setting up, Yardi is making circles around the very edge of where this camp is. Mm-hmm. And every time he makes a lap, he draws a little thing in the ground with his foot. And he starts doing 
seven laps around, and every time he does a lap, he takes something out of a pocket or places it on this little star that he draws. And when he gets done, in the seven stars that he has, he has something that represents everybody as a part of his his little symbol to Salune. Yeah. And he he grabs the full moon boom and he places it so that it is pointing the star that is at the the top of the symbol which is also in the direction of the mountain yeah and he pulls out the the small silver silver mirror that uh, Jim the cleric gave him and he reads onto it and he writes a small message to himself and he looks at it and he closes it up and he puts it back in his front pocket and he goes and he sleeps directly next to his shotgun. No one can I know what he wrote? You can you can message me if you don't want the others to know it, or you could tell me no, you can't know it. <laughs> Fuck you. No, he... I like the second one. Yeah. <laughs> I thought um, you would. <laughs> I won't tell you exactly what he what he wrote, but he wrote a message to Salune asking for help. To do what's right. Okay. Oh, I like that, man. I like that a lot. I think it's an interesting choice, too, to not, like, completely tell me, considering I'm also Salune. Um, <laughs> You'll find uh, out. But it's, yeah, no, I... Uh, <laughs> shit, uh, Salune lost her mirror. Can you help? Uh, <laughs> she hears it here. buzzing somewhere. Yeah, she knows that she's buzz- getting a message. God, it's definitely in the room. <laughs> Everyone stand up. Someone's sitting on it. I know so, it. Someone is sitting on it. Don't crack it. Do you know how expensive these things are? The eye mirrors these days. <laughs> so uh, Durak had intended to uh, to walk off into the woods, bear up, and go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, but as he started watching, he watched. He, he started watching Yardy do his circles and kind of got fascinated by it. And yeah. so as he's sitting in sort of the center of this ring, he just like kind of plops down and um, he doesn't have a bedroll or anything. He's just going to stretch out. He's going to be a bear probably. Yeah. And he sits down and he watches Yardy walk all of his circles around the clearing. And about the third circle, he realizes he's not going to be able to cross him. And so <laughs> he has to watch Yardy do four more laps around, just knowing it's just enclosing him further and further. He's not going to be able to go out and bear up. And um, eventually he stands up and he looks around and he like waits until it, they lo- like the party looks like they're not paying much attention. And he goes through the awful process of turning into a bear, except it's not as gross or as loud as it has no. been. It's more just like, a this is, yeah. you know? Yeah. And um, and so the next time you look over, this is what you see. You see Durak. And of course, on the bottom, it's white and shaggy. Yeah. On the top, he's black, like a soot paw. Yeah. But around his throat is a collar of bright yellow hair with black spots. And a <laughs> leopard print sort of goes up onto his head just a little bit and just a little bit back down to his back and a little bit down his front. And he's just this mane of cheetah hair. Uh, yep. And... And he kind of sees it from like from the bottom of his eyes, and he does not like it. Uh, <laughs> but it's, he doesn't want to change back to take the bandana off, so he just plops down, and he tries to cover it up with his paws, <laughs> so nobody can see. 
Siggy scoots her tent over closer to you so that she can block that part. So it's just like your your uh your <laughs> My giant bear ass, bear ass is hanging out behind yeah. Cherry. Yeah, I like exactly. that. That's good. That's really good. I like that image. Portabelle has uh s- stuck itself just like planted its feet into the ground, kind of s- done that thing like you do at the beach where you uh, scoot your feet back and forth to get them under the sand. Portabelle digs its feet into the ground and uh, looks at you guys and goes, Night-night. Cash is going to uh, get ready. Just I'm just going to sit by the fire. I don't think uh, I can sleep a ton tonight. Um, and is going to listen out for other plants and other things in the woods to that might speak up or yell out because now he, you know, I'm concerned that there, you know, Portobello isn't the only one or only thing out in the woods that uh, could mean our help. So I'm just trying to listen and see what's out there. I don't remember if we have done this before, but I did this on purpose. You don't hear any plant life and it's weird because for the past few months since you got this ring, you've always heard a small chatter in the background. And now there is a silence that you've, you haven't really thought about. Yeah. yeah. Because there's nothing actually organic here. I'm definitely not sleeping then. Because that that yeah. is off-putting to have constant like white noise background of just like plants talking all the time and then... Yeah. Nothing. Moth does her four-hour trance. She comes and and she sits next to you by the fire and and she says, I've got this half if you want. No, it's... I mean, I've been talking to you for like the last two hours. Uh, I didn't realize you were still... It's fine. That's cool. (laughs) I didn't say anything. No, it's... Uh, I am so sorry. No, I... I I, I thought it was a two-hour... I thought it was a two-hour... Trance, and you do that mysterious, like, I'm not talking thing a lot, so I just assumed you weren't, you just weren't speaking back to me. No. No, it's. Oh, oh, God. It's cool. I'm just going to go curl up into a ball now, and um, we will never speak of this again. Thank you. She, she, she pats, she pats you on the head. I'm so sorry. No, yes. Go, go ahead. I've, I've got this other half. This is the first time you've ever seen her as awkward as Cash. <laughs> oh, no, it's rubbing off on her. <laughs> like when you've been in a relationship too long, you start looking like each other. Oh, yeah. no, this is not good. <laughs> so Cash goes away. Does does Cash actually, like, try to go to sleep, or is he just awake the whole night? Oh, Cash is just laying down, facing away from Moth, but is awake the rest of the night. Just, it's so, like, oh, so stupid. Oh, stupid. <laughs> but also is still very weirded out by the silence. Like, it's like when you, you know, like, when you sleep in the woods, or you sleep out in the country, and you hear crickets and cicadas and, you know, whatever yeah. else in the woods, and now you hear nothing... Oh, no, you hear the sound no, of but, crickets and, and stuff like that, but, like, yeah, no, you, you don't hear the other The other noise shit. that I'm, like, accustomed to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's creepy. It's freaking me out. 
I'm gonna just in role play say that Durak doesn't notice this, although he normally his survival skills and everything are normally oh, yeah. so tuned up that this is this is a thing that he would have noticed that there's that there's something off about the about the general vibe yeah. of the place. But I think at this point he's too concerned about moth and also he's very distracted by this leopard print, um, which he's yeah. actually starting to like a little bit. And, <laughs> yeah. And now, and now it's a real like conundrum. So he's not paying any attention. He's you, just sleeping real hard. You you will have disadvantage on wisdom saves involving the. <laughs> I get it, man. I get it. That makes perfect sense. Anytime you you try to think about oh, the bandana, crap. Like, oh, Got to do a bandana save. Are we all still psychically linked? Yup. So Moth definitely knows that Kench is still awake the whole day. <laughs> you know what's even weirder? You know what's even weirder is actually she would have heard you talk for two hours and it would have just like seeped into her dreams. <laughs> she would have just, you were actually saying those things? I, I thought, I thought the I frog thought I was, was a just liar. having a, I thought it was just having a very vivid dream, <laughs> which is not something that normally happens when I meditate. Strange. If, uh, if anybody tuned into what Yardy was dreaming of while he was sleeping. I think it started off very honorably. You know, he's 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 got this. We're going to wage this war, and we're gonna we're gonna do what's right for these Mykonids. But then, as he really drifts and in, drifts into deep sleep, it's like counting sheep, but it's it's fish like salmon jumping up a stream. And every time one jumps up, he shoots it like he's skeet shooting. One. Bang. Remember that episode of Spongebob where Spongebob gets into everyone's dreams? That's, yes. what, Cash, that's yeah. what Cash is doing while he can't sleep. He's just... Walking into everybody's like, thoughts I'm and Yardy's dreams. I'm dream and you're Yardy with the full moon boom just like shooting fish and I'm like, I can't. This is, even for me, Yardy, this is weird. Durax is just pure blackness. Just... <laughs> It's pure blackness, and it's him. <laughs> Durek's having a nightmare in this pure blackness where it's just him in a room and there's a book in front of him. <laughs> and that's just like when Patrick is like riding the, the yeah, little like the, machine. The and he's like, yeah. Durek, you can do anything. This is your dream. And you're like, nah, this is good. I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> Look how peaceful it is. Given all, all these silly dreams... And the fact that Cash can't sleep, it is alarming when you hear a very deep strum, all of you, and you feel a hollow vibration in your chest, and you are in your own dreams now. Durak. Mm-hmm. In your dream, you are standing in front of a crowd of twig blights and, and you know, those those big bushy things you fought. Mm-hmm. In the distance, you see a glowing red rock with a, a pulsing thump that emanates from it like a heartbeat. And these twig blights are coming at you. Durak would. Dur is he a bear in the dream still, or is he a uh, half orc? You know what? Player's choice. 
So he's asleep with just a pure blackness about it. He is so, like, just dead. He's just dead asleep right now. And then that thrum happens, that strum happens, and it's almost like he feels like he's been woken up. Uh, and he stands up, uh, doesn't stand up, you know, he gets up on, his, on all fours and shakes himself out, thinking that he's just waking up there in the clearing. But no, there's all these twig blights, and he sees that red, that red rock pulsing in the background. And I think that he lowers a shoulder and just charges through. And his idea is that if he can just part the crowd enough and knock stuff out of the way enough, that he can get through this crowd and onto the other side of it. What do I need to roll to see how far? Give me I an get? athletics check. All right, cool, 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 cool. You know what? It would help if I pulled my character sheet up. <laughs> 40 minutes into recording. 40 minutes into recording. Honestly, honestly, I don't blame you because I've done that so many times uh, with uh, Moth and Siggy. Yeah. Man, I tell you what, you can't trust me with anything. (laughs) That's why I never gave you my my, uh, sack of flour baby that one time. I sure am glad. (laughs) My sack of flour baby would be uh, a cake by now. (laughs) Biscuits. Biscuits was a better answer. Man, <laughs> let's try that again so it could be in the recording. Uh, it's take, all good. Take two. If I had a, fl- if I had a flower baby. <laughs> all right, my athletics. I hope it's plus zero after all that. I do too. Uh, I, do too. I swear. <laughs> I bet it's not, though. Not for you. I mean, I- he is a half-orc barbarian. <laughs> I was like, Cash is a Twiggy boy, and it has negative one strength, so I'm sure you oh, have... Oh, Lord. Uh, someone better be strong. <laughs> oh, speaking of, like, bad puns, uh, our good friend, uh, Nekula the Druid, uh, told... Like, I was trying to explain to her what a, what I thought the combination of Barbarian and Druid might, druid might be, right? And I was like, you know, is it a Druid-barian? And blah, blah, blah. And she's like, it's a Bar-bear-ian. <laughs> That was a fucking solid punt. That's good. Yeah. So that's what that's what I'm re- going to be referring to him as at this point. Oh, no. Yeah. My athletics is plus eight, y'all. See? So I got a 24. All right. What if he rolled a one? You... Yeah. God, that would have sucked so hard. Oh. All that shit. We wouldn't have even needed your character sheet for that. I know. I know. Uh... <laughs> you plow through these things like a fucking locomotive. And when you look behind you, you see just like these broken twiggy monsters. All of them, even the ones you didn't touch, just just fucking decimated behind you. It's like a Kurosawa film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know what that is. Um, <laughs> and it for once, I'm the one who doesn't get the reference. And you you reach this rock. I if if I can speak for you, I, I think Direct would grab it, yeah? Oh, of course. Of course. Yardy. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, yeah, we'll come back to that. Um, <laughs> I, no, sorry. <laughs> you do, you grab the rock, and there is a shining light. Yardy. Yes? Suddenly shooting the salmon turns into kind of a biathlon-esque challenge. You have shot the salmon, and a door opens to your right, and you have to sprint through it to another stream where other 
salmon are leaping. Give me... I mean, fuck it. Just give me give me an attack roll. With the uh, the full moon boom? With whichever weapon you'd like to use, actually. Oh, my modifier's the same for both. Um, uh, that's a 29. All right. You, you fucking wreck this this stage and and sprint on to the next one give me another attack roll 24 damn it fishes right. in a barrel yeah i just about it's how it feels like that's the crazy part is there's you're running through these labyrinthian halls like you it's wild because there's different ways you could go but each way you go is correct each path you choose is correct it's a left then you pass the next two rights and then make a right you know following that the second one has two streams going in opposite directions and you you wreck that one as well yardy's been working with blackrod jim and as soon as he shoots he breaks the the barrel the ammo flies out he he flicks it with his tail into a little pouch that he has on his side and loads it with another shell Pulls it at the other fish, does the same thing, runs through the door to the next stream. Fuck yeah. You're you're running to the last one. You have to make these shots, and in the distance, you can see the last, like the finish line, essentially. There is a black, wispy flag uh, in the distance. And it's it's like a relay race where you've got to, you know, you've got to grab the flag. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just hanging there on a tree waiting for you. Um, Give me another attack roll for this section. 23. You fucking wreck shop again. The the finish line is there. Do you you go for it? I I think the exaltation of being able to hit all these targets so well has blinded Yardy to anything else. And he sees that he's winning this challenge and doing well and just headlong grabs the, the... flag hanging out there is a bright light cash you are climbing the stairs to a tower a steady you know pace going around in a circle up these stairs and you reach the top you see on a raised dais moth is tied to a pole and in front of you apparating just out of nowhere is a lich it's about to fuck your shit up if i may be so frank cash instantly eldritch blast comes out both hands up just right towards it give me an attack roll with that eldritch blast uh that's 20 (laughs) is that nat 20 nat 20 Oh, wow. Fuck that lich up. Fuck that lich up. I roll that damage. Roll that fucking damage for me real quick. What's... Hold on. What's... Uh, sorry. What's the max damage for Eldritch Blast? That's that's how I do spell damage. It's just uh, max it's damage. A D, it's a D10. Force damage. So, 10. Just one D10? Mm-hmm. All right. You do blast a hole, like, in this thing's arm, uh, but it looks at you. And the hole that you formed begins to close itself back up, almost like roots overtaking something in in 
fast motion. And the lich looks at you with its glowing green eyes. And it says, you'll have to do much better than that. Um, okay, okay, okay. The tree's a fucking lich. The tree's a lich. The fucking tree's a lich. Um, Cash looks down at his hand, at his ring. And Cash looks back up at the lich and at Moth and back down at the ring. Looks at the lich and says, I'm going to get rid of you one way or another. But this seems like a good idea right now. And Cash takes his dagger and, um shoves it into his finger where the ring is to try and take it off. Fuck. Give me a second because of all the things, as always, Kate, <laughs> of all the things I expected, that wasn't one of them. <sighs> Fucking great. And, that's, and that's, that's not... I'm very proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> Roll me... Fuck. 2d4 damage. The total is three. Total of three? Yeah. You do cut your finger off. (laughs) And the ring goes with it. And you look at your chest and you see the black heart string is still there and the lich looks at you and despite having almost no skin uh, on its face you can tell it's smiling and it says it's not going to be that simple little one I expect better of you next time then I'll be ready but this seemed good for now. I've got your attention now. You know what I'm willing to do. You've had my attention. But now, you have my interest. And you wake up. All of you wake up. After those dreams, Durek, you feel confident and strong. And, and just fucking almost indestructible. Your strength score goes up by two. What, what's your current strength score? 16. So now it's 18? It's 18. Oh my god! Alright. <clears throat> Yardy, you feel similar. You're, you're like, you. that was an invigorating dream. You, you feel fucking just so hyped. You feel like you could just take on the whole world. Uh, your dex score increases by two. Uh, my dex score is already 20. It increases by two. Okie dokie then. Cash. I got a rock. <laughs> <laughs> you wake up and your finger's actually gone, but it's the one on the other hand. <laughs> God damn it. It was on the other hand in the dream. <laughs> <laughs> Cash, you awaken, and 
your finger does hurt. It hurts a lot. It hurts like it got cut off in the middle of the night. But it's still there. You can still move it. The ring's still there. You lose three maximum hit points. And I really want to say, I genuinely want to say, as a as a game master, and, and the story I'm writing, it pains me to do that to you. But for the story, I have to. No. But I... goddamn, Kate, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> that that was very clever. When we're all awake, does Yardy notice? anything off with cash physically i don't think so but like cash what what would you say let's play this out so everyone's waking up i'll sit up uh i mean i know that i didn't go to bed till very late uh did anyone else have some crazy crazy dreams last night please tell me it was not just me right Yardy, I'm sorry. Yes, it's just Yardy because I'm looking at Nolan. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Everyone change character sheets. One thing left. <laughs> Jurak, like, when he when he changes back into his orc form, he, like, stands up in his bear form and, like, stretches out and then just does the change. And this time it feels a lot more natural and isn't as gross or as painful as before. And that's when he realizes that he is stronger now and he does feel this confidence. And he's walking up behind as Cash is saying that. And uh, he starts laughing like, yeah, I just, I fucked up a bunch of bushes and got me a red rock. (laughs) (laughs) I imagine like with Durek, you can just see the top two abs now. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's just the top two ones. Yeah. Like when, yeah. like when guys get that like spray tan, like the definition in them, like mm-hmm, now they're mm-hmm, super yeah. defined. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Yardy walks over to Cash, and he, he looks at Durak, and he he nods and he goes, "I uh, I had quite an excellent uh, round of of fish shooting. It was almost as if they weren't moving at all, uh, but there was some odd." Uh, calisthenics cardio work that I don't particularly (laughs) usually do in my dreams, but it ended and I I feel as though I can hit a smaller target now. But Cash, you look, um, buddy, I I gotta say, it does not look like you slept well. No, I, wow, my, whew, I had an invigorating dream as well. I'm gonna go pee in the woods now. Hold, I I shall return (laughs) in a moment. (laughs) I'm going to go use the bathroom, the Wiz Palace. Uh, <laughs> the Wiz Palace. I'm going to go see a guy about some porcelain, and that's not cocaine. I have to pee. I, Cash goes and, and uh, walks a couple, I don't know, 20, 20 feet away just to go behind a tree, pretend like he's peeing. But Cash is going to think real hard about his heartstrings and about all the uh, black heartstrings that they saw before they left for school because I'd wa- yeah. I want to know if there's any more or if he's lost any. Like if they, someone else has like died or had a problem or I don't know. I just want to see. I want to check on the status of these heartstrings. You check the status of the black heartstrings. You, you know, you 
think about it and, and strum at your chest and you count them and they're all there. It's the same amount. I don't know if I find, I don't know if I find that comforting or what at this point. Um, okay. And Cash looks down at his hand, um, and sees that the ring is, is still there. And, um, it is tighter. It, whereas it was one root band before, now it is several. As though it's clinging desperately to you. Cash um, holds it up to his mouth and whispers, Yeah, can we get one size looser? Just, we're gonna be stuck together. It would be so cool if this could be like a size seven and maybe not a size two and a half ring. That would be great. I'm sorry, we only carry this size in the store. <laughs> I could order it custom for you, but it would take four to six weeks. Could you, but could you check in the back? I feel like there's always stock in the back. Um, let me let me go check in the back. There's nothing there. There is no back. <laughs> okay, do you know who I am? I'm going to speak to the manager of your location. Do you know who I am? <laughs> God, I wish this ring were bigger. No! <laughs> I can't put any of that in. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> Cash is peeing and and having a customer dispute with his ring. Um, no, I'm putting that in. That's too fucking funny. Uh, it's not canon, but it is funny. <laughs> um, Siggy approaches you guys and, uh, she says, I had a weird dream too. I, um, I was building something. Uh, it, it was a, a brass orb, kind of like my brass apple I made at one point that was pointless. Um, but this one wasn't. And when I finished making it, it it was picked up by my god but he was wearing he was wearing a mask kind of like uh kind of like mods and he put it to his mouth and it turned into something else and it sucked all the lights out of the room and then it put them back and they were all Green and purple and and teal, you know, my favorite colors. And uh, I feel smarter. Oh, that's so wonderful, Siggy. So Durak is uh, beefier and looking very cut and good, if I do say so myself. Yardy, you look extra bouncy and dexterous. (laughs) Siggy, you're smarter. I, too, got... Something I feel so good. <laughs> so good. I, I am also good. So good and well rested and not in weird pain and weird places at all. Um, Give me a deception check yeah, real quick. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone would like to insight it, they're welcome to. I know Moth's going to. <laughs> Seventeen. Do your worst. <laughs> she has a plus ten to insight and got a twelve. Um, 
Well, totally. you, already, so, you already also she, got a 12. Oh, man. This is not something Durak is going to even like think to do. Yeah, no. It's He's like, well, I guess, it's good that he, I guess it's good to cash slip good. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. I wrote two, two twos in a row because I had Siggy do it too. But Siggy's got a plus two, so it's, <laughs> it's worse. Um, yep, so everyone is well convinced, nodding their heads in agreement that I feel good. Yes, yes. And Cash looks like he feels good. He looks like he feels fine. Yes. Yeah, Cash, Cash is fine. Cash is always Cash sure good. is chipper in the morning. <laughs> also, to, to prevent anyone from uh, trying to listen in to his thoughts, Cash is just only going to think about the Tootsie Roll song on repeat. So that anytime anyone tries to tune in, they're like, I mm-mm, can't listen mm-mm. to this song for more than two minutes tops. You guys don't hear the Tootsie Roll song. Oh, no. Because you don't hear each other's thoughts uh, anymore. My baby, no! What'd you do to my baby? Yardy runs over to Portabelle. Portabelle is dead. Portabelle has an arrow sticking out of their chest. Yardy runs in the direction the arrow is pointing. Durak sees Yardy running and takes off after him. Give me a... Either nature or survival. I'll give you a choice. Kate picked up her phone... Or Kate picked up their phone and... and oh, okay, cool. Cards. I thought Kate was sending me an angry text. <laughs> <laughs> for killing Portabelle. That's coming after the episode. Yeah. I had a 22. I got a 14 for survival. Yardy, you start to follow it, and and uh, Durak is not too far behind you. And as soon as you lose the trail, Durak picks it up. So the two of you are, are playing off each other very well following this trail. And just you come to a clearing, and at first it's just strange that it's there. But when you look around a little bit more, you see that one of the one of the Zerkwood trees has kind of a deer stand in it, climbing down from that deer stand right now is an elven woman in in upper dark armor. Like very clearly this woman works for the company. She sees you guys and uh, she says, "Ah, uh, uh, shit. What's the what's the code word? Uh, Geppetto Protocol." Are, are there rocks around? Yeah, it's the upper dark. It, it's it's supposed to be the underdark. There's rocks every goddamn where. If it's the trees are really just tall mushrooms. So the trees are tall mushrooms. The mountains are the woods. Water is. A cave and sunshine is what? A smoke and a bowl. Sunshine's a bowl that you can That's eat. It's a bowl, out. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, Yardy picks boy. up like a a fist sized rock and puts it into the sling that he picked up at the beginning of the quest and wants to try and knock this woman out. <gasps> you mean an attack roll? As I look up her stats. Cash, how far away is this from like camp? Would you say? I, I'd say maybe 100 feet. What's a 28 do you? It's probably a hit. Sure as hell hope so. Otherwise, you've made a terrible mistake, Noah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's been Good Better Quest. Yeah. <laughs> We're all killed by a guard. Yeah. 
And, it, and, and they go back to camp just to kill Moth and Cash. They just walk <laughs> in there and destroy them and leave. So that's definitely a hit because her armor class is 13. Roll that beautiful bean damage. So I, I just want to point out that a sling does 1d4 damage, but with my new boost to dex, it's a 1d4 plus 6. <laughs> so my, Holy yeah, my modifier. So she's dead. Okay. Uh, yeah, I do 10 damage. Okay. She's still up, but that fucking hurt. <gasps> she says, Ow! She, wait a minute. Are you guys... Oh, fuck. Are you guys those, like, playtesters or whatever that Tilstray got? Durak draws up short and looks at Yardy like, What the hell is she talking about? She's, uh, she's, she's drawn her bow when you guys don't answer her immediately. Durak throws a hand up. He's like, hold on, hold on. Now let me talk to him real quick, and then you can shoot us later. <laughs> <laughs> Yard, yeah, Yardy, um, he's he's pretty single-minded right now. He has another rock that he's picked up, and he's, he's readying it in the sling, but with Durak putting his arm in front of him, he keeps the rock in the sling, but he doesn't, he lets it down so that he's looking at Durak like, what, what, why, why are we stopping? Clearly they killed Portabelle. All right, and that may be true. But we don't know what we're running into right now. And right now, well, hell, I don't know whether we'd win or lose this thing. So how about we walk over there and have a talk with her? And if worst case, she turns out to be a bad guy, we're close enough to hit her. <laughs> you, already, you already leans real close and whispers to Durak and he goes, I was trying to knock her out so that we could have everybody interrogate her. But if she's willing to talk, I, I, I guess I don't need... I don't need to do that. So, yes, please lead the way. Durag says, I was trying to walk over there without attacking, but we see what happened, (laughs) didn't we? (laughs) Because Durag's feeling sassy. Um, So, uh, so he's, he, he looks at Yardy for real. That was, that was jokes. He looks at Yardy and he shakes his head and he goes, you ready? And he puts his hand on his hand axes. He doesn't have uh, Selvatar mount, but he does put his hand on his on his axes at his hip. And they and he walks over to the lady. He has one hand on his axe, but he has his other hand like out, like I'm not doing nothing. But if you put your bow down, in fact, yeah, yeah, he says, "Hey, how about how about you put that down, and I'll take my hand off these axes." She does put her bow away, but she does have her hand on her sword. Good, that's fine. That's. And, yeah, in fact, that's what Durak says. All right, all right, that'll do. I'll be over there in just a second. Yeah. So they walk up. Cat, Cash, did you come with? Cash, um, so tells Moth to keep an eye on Portabelle or see if she can. I'll do this in character. Moth, can you do? I don't know. You're a wiz. You're powerful. I don't know. Do can you do? I have to. You know, I'll be back. And I just run. Moth looks at Siggy and and she says. So just all spellcasters are clerics now? Is that, <laughs> is that what is that what this is? And Siggy's like, I I think I know what he's trying to say. No, 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 no. How about I build something? How about I build something since we can all just do whatever? <laughs> so Cash... Yeah, now we'll come back to Cash. Okay. <laughs> Cash, is, Cash is running and just grabs the great axe off of his back that we got that he took when we we came to this place and it's just full oh, on yeah. running 
and just sees this woman holding up a bow and arrow towards Yardi and Durak and is just coming in hot with this great axe <laughs> um, over his shoulder and is like, are you the one? Was it you? Oh, I'm going to kill you so hard. I have so much pent up energy right now because I dreamt real good and had good stats come back to me last night. <laughs> I didn't lose anything at all. And it's just running. Um, <laughs> go go ahead and give me an attack roll with disadvantage. Yeah, that feels right. Because uh, you're, you're not proficient with no. that thing. Oh, no. God, no. I shouldn't be. Yeah, I have a minus one to hit with it. So just so that's... All right. Cool, cool. Hey, you could still roll two 20s. That's a 14? That's with disadvantage? Oh, with disadvantage. Okay. That was a 15. It was 15 minus one. I rolled 14. Oh, no. Shoot that's a 10. <laughs> There we go. All right. I don't want to slash. I don't. I really don't want to slash this woman in half. Kate doesn't want to put this woman in yeah. half. Cash does. <laughs> As Cash is running at at this woman, she she does raise her bow again. Uh, what is your AC? Fourteen. <laughs> oh man, if it meets a beats, yep. and and I, I think that's what really throws it off is like you're yelling these things. An arrow hits you in the shoulder, and that's when the axe comes down far too soon. <laughs> And you take shit. Uh, eight points of piercing damage. As the arrow leaves the bow, Yardi has the full moon boom on this woman's chest. She's got her bow already, like another arrow knocked already. Exactly, it's a Mexican standoff, <laughs> essentially. No, it's Where's not. Mex Where's Mexico? No, it's not. I want to do an unarmed strike and try to grapple her. Um, and I get one plus my strength modifier bludgeoning damage and his, his plan, he would really, really like to just walk up and, and push the bow out of the way. He would really love to do that, but he doesn't think that's going to happen. In fact, he thinks he's probably going to take an arrow. Yeah, you, you probably but, are. But he's going to try to incapacitate her by like wrapping her up. You're going to get one attack taken at you. Okay. She has multi-attacks, so she probably could have shot Cash twice. So I'm just going to say, since we're not in initiative, the second shot is the one coming at Durak. Okay. Um, since he's, it's happening very fast. Uh, that is a 13. That shit skips over my shoulder, son. Yeah. <laughs> it, like, it... It, it hits you, but your skin's so tough. Yeah. That, like, it just, it wasn't strong enough. She, you're too close. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It didn't and gain the, the speed it needed. Exactly. And so I'm going to roll unarmed, and I'm going to have a 19 for that. So I imagine what Durak does is he just walks up, wraps his arms around them with the bow and everything all together, and just picks them up off the ground and says to him, all right, look, you stay still, and I won't shake you. <laughs> How much damage did you do with your unarmed strike? Yeah. Oh, balls. I didn't even check that. Oh, boy. No, on D&D on &D Beyond, it's actually... Oh, wait, shit. On D&D &D Beyond, I think it's actually just your strength modifier. Oh, boy. You can punch, kick, headbutt, or use similar forceful blow and deal bludgeoning damage equal to one plus your strength modifier. Yeah. So, it'd be eight damage. 
Um, God damn, I hug her tight. Crunch. I, I was about to say, did you you wanted to knock her out, or did you want to kill her? I just wanted her to because... hold her so that she couldn't shoot no more, and we could figure out what the hell was going on. It's better than knocking her out, because then we'd have to wait for her to wake up and, and wonder if maybe we hit until her too hard. Nothing, if I'm holding until on to her. she shot Cash, Yardy was trying to knock her out. You you can you don't have to do an unarmed strike to grapple her. You, you just... If you don't actually want to hit her, I don't. I just want to pick out. her up. Oh, okay, cool. And, so, and what, what did you roll down. for that uh, that grapple check again? What is that? A strength? Is uh, let's go with athletics. Okay. Oh, that's even better. Uh, it's going to be a twenty-six. All right, that beats her ten. You've got her, and you know you've told her. You know I, I won't shake you. She's like, what the hell does that even mean? What? And Durak <sighs> shakes her just a little bit. She is very uncomfortable. Okay, yeah, no, I see. This, I don't want that. Okay, good. So look, we just want to talk. And he looks back at, at Cash, who has an arrow sticking out of him. And um, he goes, despite the fact that you shot my friend, we just want to talk. Why'd you kill that mushroom? And he puts her down. He like he puts her down, but he keeps his hands on like her elbows. While basically. Durek is talking to her, Yardy runs into the deer stand, goes up and sees if there's anything in there. Does Cash know anything? Cash is just like, you know what? I see, yes, you know, I, we're fine. We're cool. I mean, we are not cool because you killed my buddy back there, but we're cool because I was going to cut you in half. So that's on me. This is on me. She looks at you and she says, no, you weren't. <laughs> I, Doug is nodding and I love the idea that Victor Eck was probably like, yeah, Cash, no, you... you no, that's pretty good, though, Cash. That's pretty, that goddamn funny is what that was, Cash. <laughs> hey, guys, hey, guys, you won't even believe it. And they're in, like, the cafeteria. He's like, y'all won't even believe it, guys. We was fighting this lady with a bow and arrow. And then Cash come running in. Cash come running in from like he's so far away he couldn't he couldn't hit her. She couldn't hit him with an arrow where she where he started. He just ran all the way across the field. That axe was bigger than my axe was like three of my axes taped together, y'all. And he came running in there. And he had it over his head. And he was like, "You killed my friends!" And he and he brought the axe down. He took an arrow in the shoulder and went right into the ground. Yardy goes up into the deer stand. And what you see in there is is a doorway into that Zirkwood tree that when you, you look in it leads like it's a ladder in it and from the looks of things it leads down to the underground tunnels of the upper dark. You know, it's it's you've seen them when you, you came in, it's kinda like um service service acts uh, Disney uh, yeah. World. But in the stand you you know, you also see, you know, a chair a bottle of water and a piece of parchment with um, instructions on it about tracking down something called the asset. Uh, he he picks up that piece of paper. He grabs it. Uh, he, he makes note of the service access way and then he, he goes back to the group and he hands the, the paper to Cash because he knows Cash will understand this probably better than he does. Well, the idea that it's actually because Cash can read. <laughs> Cash, Cash is the only one that can read. Siggy can read too, but she, she stopped trying to read for him. Yo, is that why they call it spelling? Because <laughs> I can't do it. <sighs> this this woman 
says, I had to track down the asset. I had to take it out. It, it shouldn't have been out here. Are you going to stay still? I'm standing still. All right. So he, um, he just like takes his hands off of her completely and just kind of unceremoniously turns back to Cash. And he goes, hey, what's that? And he points up in the air. And as soon as Cash looks up, he snatches the arrow out of his shoulder. And, um, <laughs> and then Cash cure wounds. Oh, shit. Yeah. So you're going to get back. Oh, hell yeah. You can get back seven hit points. Your hit point max is still minus yeah, three. That's fine. But you are, like, you did gain seven hit points back. Didn't, wasn't the arrow eight? eight? Yeah, so I'm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're pretty, pretty good. good. So <laughs> I, I just imagine Cash is like, what, where? Oh, Okay, Zerak, well played. Well played. (laughs) If Moth asks, I was super manly about that one. Yeah, if... if Oh, my God. Did that look... Will this scar look cool? Do you think Moth will think I'm cool? Now that I have this nice... And I I look down at my shoulder, and it's gone. Like, the cure wound completely healed it over. Oh, okay. Um, Anyway, uh, the... Why are you saying the asset like it wasn't a living, breathing, very adorable thing that had a mind and a and you know family? I don't know about a family. I don't know about a, uh, fi- a family. It had it's a living thing. Or you think it just comes out of nowhere? Uh, no, I know where they come from. We grow them specifically for this purpose. It's an asset. It escaped. It was spent. It's a spent asset. You're a spent asset. Yardy is furious. And as <laughs> this guard lady keeps calling Portabelle an asset and not, you know, acknowledging that it's a creature that they are harvesting, that silver light starts creeping up his tail and he turns around and both of his eyes are that silvery color. And he walks over to her and he grabs her by the collar and just says, you are keeping living beings captive. You will tell me where you're growing them and you will help me release all of them. And when we return to Tilstray, he will know that this is not acceptable to do any longer. She looks at you, she's terrified. And she says, Who the hell is Tilstra? Better Quest is a Final Plank Media production. Today's GM was David Hallman. Players were Kate Huff, Doug Hawley, and Nolan Lacey. Music provided by TabletopAudio.com and Kevin McLeod. Introduction music, A Prelude of Space by My Instant Lunch. As always, thank you for listening.